Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment the podcast. Today, I'm honored to have Brian Flights. Brian's story is one of passion for art and also for fashion. And when those two things combined, PSD underwear was born. He and his brother, Kurt, sold their items, bought an RV, and traveled the country, not to find out if they'd become successful, but to see how long it would take them for them, for them to become successful. Here's the story of Ryan. Hello, everybody. Uh, glad you guys can be here today. Uh, today, special guest, Mr. Ryan Flights. Ryan is the definition of a pioneer and uh, trusting that hard work will work. Uh, it started with a bull move of his to sell everything, go out and buy an RV, and then travel the U.S. Uh, selling different shirts and underwear. Um, and now the business is probably the most well-known uh, underwear brand and sponsored by different NBA All-Stars and NFL All-Stars. And one of the things I find uh, most intriguing about Ryan is one of his mantras, and that is, we are almost somebody. And I'm excited to hear a little bit about that mantra, where it comes from, and uh, if he still utilizes it today. So, Ryan, thanks so much for being on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, as everyone knows, the, the premise of the podcast is, as you're living your life in the moment and when the moments are happening, you don't always know that that's going to be the catalyst to something bigger. And only in hindsight can you really say that was the moment and, uh, you know, it allowed for a pivot. And so with Ryan today, uh, his story is just absolutely fascinating and uh, I'm excited for him to share that. But just to start with, you know, you're big in the art side of things and, you know, have always been big on the art side of the business. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, childhood growing up and uh, where that all stemmed from. Yeah, so as a child man, as far back as you can remember, I guess, or as I can remember, um, my parents saw that I had some artistic gift, you would say, uh, and started, you know, kind of making sure that I had the right stuff. You know, when I, as a kid, you know, you spend time in your room. I remember always being in my room, like sketching stuff out, trying to draw and paint. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Even as a kid, you know, I had people I used to look up to, uh, you know, obviously the Jordans and stuff yeah. like that. So as a kid, I was always drawing and painting athletes, you know, yep. and um, it just has always been a thing throughout my life. I've been able to do naturally. And thankfully I had the right parents that kind of made it. So I was capable of, you know, grow as I grew, you know, I had the right stuff in front of me to, to make it all happen and continue, continue on. Absolutely. So even in his childhood, uh, Ryan was always forward thinking and uh, he has this experience where he's going with his grandpa somewhere and his grandpa ends up using a line to introduce him that uh, ends up being pretty pivotal across the course of your life, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's funny. My grandpa, Harold, he's, his name's Harold. He's one of my, he's my best friend. I mean, honestly, I talk to him every day still. Um, he's taught awesome. me a lot about life. And uh, he's a character. He's funny. Uh, if he's around, everybody laughs at him. You know, he's just, he's a, he's a good positive person and I'll never forget it. Um, you know, this is, I was out of, you know, out of college, just, just had graduated and I, it's the summertime and he, uh, he kind of came up to me and his friends pull in with their old, you know, antique cars. And he says, yeah, this is my uh, pants sagging grandson. Like, you know, because at the time, baggy pants, stuff like that was was a thing. I grew yeah. up with that. 
Um, so it was funny. I went home that night and usually late night, I, you know, go out with friends, come back one thirty in the morning. I always would, would draw and just relax and kind of settle in, you know, and, uh, I had created other clothing brands that I, you know, made stuff too. But for some reason that night I wrote down pants sagging and I don't know why I just kept writing it over and over again. And then I threw design with it and, uh, pants sagging design was born. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> It was uh, ridiculous, and the first 25 people that heard that I was actually going to start making shirts with my designs on it with that name told me I was crazy, um, but I, I just couldn't get away from it. You know, it had a lot of meaning to for me, and uh, for some reason, that one just stuck, and today, we've grown it up into PSD underwear. You know, it's it's wild. Uh, Absolutely. Obviously, my brother, Kurt, and I. Yeah. So, so I want to dig into that though, um, because there's so many people that once they start getting, you know, whether it's negative feedback or critical feedback, they all of a sudden that's, you know, like, boom, I'm done. So what is it about yep. like you and you and Kurt that were said, I don't, I don't care what you guys think. Like we're, we're going to forge forward with this idea. I could honestly say it was one of the first times in my life that I didn't let other people really have any input on what I was doing. I mean, I had a lot of people say, Hey man, I wouldn't throw money to that. You know, cause <laughs> right. we didn't, you know, my, my brother, Kurt and I, we don't come from money. Our, I, we had the money that we've, we've worked for, you know, at that yep. point in life and um, always had jobs, always saved stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was a crazy idea to all of a sudden start a clothing brand with that name. Um, and we were wild, but we didn't, we didn't care. We just, uh, we started, I, 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 my first shirts were $200. I had yeah. t-shirts made and I was pumped and they were gone within a day. And I was like, this is, you know, this is kind of strange that I could sell that many shirts that quick. Now, granted, I was selling them for like $8, $10, stuff like that, but they were gone, you know, and uh, yeah. Kurt and I were like, Hey, let's just keep rolling this thing. And so we started producing more and more. And it, it was, uh, it didn't matter if people didn't like it. Um, eventually we got to the point where they didn't have a choice. They were like, you either join us or you're left behind. And, and yeah. it kind of um, was a snowball effect. You know, I love it. I love it. So, so you're starting, you're building it. And then there becomes this day. And I would love to hear like what the conversation is the day where you guys say, all right, screw it. We're selling everything. We're buying an RV. We're going to you know, put a design on it and we're going to just work our tails off until it becomes successful. So tell me a little bit about, <laughs> I mean, that conversation and uh, maybe yeah. some feedback you even got there. Well, it's funny. The, the RV thing happened. Um, I think my brother, Kurt, he passed it and he saw an old RV and he's like, hey, you know, maybe we should get something, put our, you know, it'll be like a traveling billboard. Cause we started venturing out to more events and we were getting out of town, coming back into town, but just in general, um, you know, we had to build this, this like name and the vision of everything. So the RV was pretty much happened. I mean, everything my brother and I do is, is like, we just say it, let's do it. You know what I mean? It was, there wasn't too much thought into it. It was like, Hey, this is how much money you have. This is how much money I have. Right. Let's go in. We'll get this RV. Um, so we went out. We we did. We sold anything that we could, whether we had a car or two or anything. You know, uh, my brother and I were always into you know motorcycles. We had you yeah. know the street bikes, the dirt bikes, all that stuff. All that got sold. Um, and yeah, we went out and bought our first RV. Came back. We painted it black and we stickered it up and we hit the road for a little while. Um, and then we ended up going all in and buying our 
our real tour bus RV that, that we've had, we still own today. Um, but yeah, we hit the road, like nothing was stopping us. You know, obviously this was like the recession time. Yep. Um, so, you know, 24 years old, I, uh, I didn't really know which way I wanted life to go for me. And, and there wasn't too many options when it came at that point in time, you know, with, with the recession. Right. So Kurt and I said, let's go all in let's do this so that's that's how that all started i love it yeah so 2007 2008 is when this gets started up and uh yeah. I, well i guess started before that but really i guess becomes a brand right becomes an idea yeah. that you guys are gonna go into now right. I, I wanted to ask you about this kurt has a quote um uh, and it was i've gone in every door that opens for us and every contact we uh we made we met with when we were getting started. And, and I think that's so powerful, right? Because I'm sure there were plenty of events you attended and afterwards you're like, what the heck did we do? Why did we show up to this one, right? I mean, not everything goes super smoothly, but it's that yeah. willingness when you're getting started to just do whatever necessary. So, I mean, how did that benefit you guys? I mean, are there a couple specific instances that you think of where you're like in the early, early phases, like, man, I'm glad we went to that. Well, the crazy part is, I can say this, it's every event that we attended, we brought something better to that event. Like we always, um, we always strive to like, be at the best of what our capabilities were. So like all our displays, everything that we ever did, we made it look um, at times people, you would think you were walking into a store at a mall, like our storefronts and everything that we build. I mean, we could do this in the middle of a hay field. It wouldn't matter where we were. We'd make it a presence. You know, we had a carpet underneath our display. You'd walk up, you'd stand on carpet. You know, there was just so much um, that we brought to the table. So all the events that we went to always opened up a new door for us. People would invite us to something else. And we really never said no. I mean, there was times where people would say, hey, this event is, for instance, we'd be in Florida and someone say, hey, there's an event in Vegas, but it's in three days. We're like we're there and we would literally pack up everything and hit the road where most people would be like ah short notice can't make it that will maybe next year there was no maybe next year for us um it was always like hey let's get it while we can let's go and um i can honestly say that like my brother kurt is someone that i could always go into battle with knowing what i'm what i'm in battle like who i'm in battle with you know what i mean like that's huge he had my back i had his it didn't matter we did crazy crazy things um obviously before we had the structure of the business you know we just had to make these moves and you know kurt was the captain of the ship and he drove the rv and i sat there passenger we create i mean i created designs while we were on the road and yeah. we'd be sending them back home to our guys like hey try to print this and and we'll tell you where we're at so you can ship them and we'd ship the hotels you know what i mean like we'd have boxes show and we weren't even staying at the hotel we couldn't afford it we were staying we were staying in the rv on the side of the road or in a parking lot you know yeah. at a walmart or a truck stop but we'd have the boxes shipped to the hotel and we'd go get them and away we went you know i mean this was That's just like awesome it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, yeah. You know, and looking back, yeah, it's 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 wild to think, you know. Absolutely, man. So we're gonna get to one of those moments where uh, an opportunity presents itself, and you guys take advantage of it. But first, um, you guys get some big publicity, 
Uh, wide receiver, Stevie Johnson, plays for the Bills, which you're a big Bills fan, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, I am. And he sends Something you we can brag about this year. <laughs> hey, they're looking damn good, aren't they? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Absolutely. I know they're letting Bills Mafia fans in for the uh, the game this weekend. You think you're ahead up there? Or? Yeah, no, no. I'm not going to make out it. From but, a, yeah, out from Cali. yeah, yeah. No. So, no. so Stevie Johnson sends you a message before this game. And he says, hey, maybe you should tune in, right? Yeah. Tell us how this played yeah, out. Yeah, it was crazy. So Stevie had – we had reached out to Stevie, who, which at the time, um, our involvement was action sports. We had a lot of, you know, like yeah. I say, motocross guys, skateboarders, the, the X game style stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that was a big time at that point. Right. Um, but the NFL, the M- NBA, um, MLB, all that stuff, we hadn't – ventured into even though I was a huge fan um you know of all those athletes but Stevie I came across something where Stevie you know who was way ahead of his time in fashion the guy was amazing and he had a style to him um and just absolutely crushed it but he was he's on the bills so I was pumped so we reached out um to him actually it was funny through Twitter I think we found at the time yeah found his agent long shot reached out to him Stevie saw our stuff loved it we meet Stevie it's an instant connection. Like it was the easiest thing ever, you know, really down to earth, cool guy. That's awesome. um, and he's the face of the bills at yeah. the time. So it was, it was a big deal. So, right. Yeah. So we became friends um, and it was cool. Like I think Stevie respected what we were doing and, and just joined in on the PSD life. So one, yeah, before a game, he texted me, he goes, make sure you're watching the game tomorrow. And I'm like, of course, I'm going to watch the game. You know? <laughs> no doubt. So, sure enough. Um, watching the game at one point, Stevie gets in the end zone. He scores a touchdown and he lifts up his shirt and pulls like his, his pants a little bit down to show the, sure enough, the, the PSD underwear. Um, and it was as clear as anything. And all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up, you know, <laughs> uh, Facebook, everything started. I get all these messages because a lot of people recognized um, what he did. And, uh, you know, he got fined for it. It was, uh, it was one of those things, but it, at that point it was the, biggest thing that had ever happened to our business and I, I still I couldn't believe it I mean here was an NFL wide receiver has absolutely no reason to speak to me on a personal level tells me you know obviously we're in business but um we were still small I mean we we're a small time yeah. company we're talking you know still you know in and out of our small town running the business but um yeah that was just a that was an amazing point I'll never forget it you know it was, it was just yeah. such a big big deal and um I'm still very close to Stevie, friends with him, and he's he's an amazing, amazing dude. That's awesome. So at, at that point, then um, when this happens, to your point, you know, I'm sure that's huge publicity. And then the fact that yeah, he gets fined on it, which means you know they're going to talk about it on you know major publications, right? ESPN, you know, hey, this guy getting fined, and people are probably inquisitive on yeah. well, what the heck did he get fined for. Well, the funny thing is, is ESPN and those those type of, you know, businesses and the TV stations, they do everything they can to not mention brands they know nothing about. Yeah. So we didn't, they didn't say our name. They, didn't, they didn't even try it. Yeah, that was, that doesn't come for years, you know, okay. but they, yeah. they, uh, they did everything they could, but it was out there. We yep. could use it. We could take it and run with it. And enough people that, um, that matter did see it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was definitely a stepping stone. Uh, it was just, it was more of a cool personal moment. I think yeah. for my brother and I in business than it was a staple to 
it didn't sales didn't go crazy because of it because it yeah. was kind of a quick little thing but it was it was an amazing amazing thing for us moving forward absolutely now uh want to go back to a comment you had made earlier where you said you know what people would notify us of events going on and we would just say yep let's let's go do it and so one of the pivotal moments coming up is you guys are driving back from somewhere you get back to new york and you get a phone call that says, hey, in 22 hours or in 24 hours, there's an event at uh, University of Florida. And you guys look and you yep. say, 22 hours away is 24 hours yep. from now. Doable. We can make it. <laughs> we can make it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's crazy again. But yes, that's that was how we ran ran what we did. You know, it was. Um, there was never a time I feel. Um, and like I said, having the right person with me in business, my brother, Kurt, who, yeah. who was the same, um, if not more uh, spontaneous when it came to, yeah, we're there. And you'd hear the, the RV fire up and we'd <laughs> load everything we could and away we went. So back to Gainesville we go. Absolutely. You know, and, and so you know. while you're there, you, you guys have this huge presence. You have the huge long line and someone, if you're a basketball fan, Mr. Mike Miller, um, you know, from, from the home of the corn palace, uh, he's, you know, on Florida's yeah, campus. Mike. Yeah. He's from, or he's on Florida's campus for homecoming, you know, being an alum of Florida. And he was like, well, what the hell are these guys doing? If they got such a long line. So how'd that interaction go down? Yeah. You know, Mike saw us, saw what we were doing, um, at the time and Mike's an entrepreneur himself and he had an energy drink, a curtain and the Mike actually started chatting it up and and if you talk if you ever talk to my brother he's a, he's a, just a business mind he's very very talented with everything yeah um yeah. and we back it up with hard work so you know it, it goes hand in hand and mike you know took a liking to us and our brand and pretty much it started what would eventually turn into a business partnership and mike being um that like big brother to us when it came time to start focusing on the mainstream sports yeah. and the athletes yeah. and it was uh it was a huge thing and if we never went it never would have happened you know what right. i mean most people yeah. and most people right there talk about pivotal moments would have said nah we just came from florida we're not going back right i and, mean 99 percent yeah. of people yeah Dude, yeah. you're so spot on. Well, and that's what I love about like everything with your guys' story is just the mentality and the mindset of like, we're going to do this, right? We're going to, you know, make this brand into what we want. And you're willing to then, like you said, put the hard work in to get there. Right, right. And that's, I mean, it sounds, you hear it all the time, but it's, it's all about what you're willing to put into it, you yep. know? Absolutely. It's easy to stay at home. It's easy to stay where you're comfortable. But when you get outside that comfort zone, it's it's pretty much you you can make anything of what you want. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 crazy to say that, but yeah, it's like if you we we never hit the road and and said ah maybe not. We were just like hey let's go let's go check it out. You never know, and the doors open. Absolutely, I love that. So now you have a little bit of a, you know, segue or an opportunity to get into the NBA, right? I mean, because Mike at this time still playing in the NBA, so he's got connections and whatnot. Yeah. So it was perfect timing. Yeah. So talk a little Mike bit about Mike was in that. my, yeah. So Mike was actually just arriving in Miami with the Miami Heat and LeBron James was <laughs> yeah. there, D-Wade, the Bosch, you know, and yeah. the, the team 
that won the championships and Mike's part of it. So all of a sudden, Kurt and I find ourselves at the Miami Heat games, you know, waiting around for Mike and, and he's introducing us to everybody. And all of a sudden it was like we had a presence in, in the locker room as a brand, right? you know, and the, and the guys, you know, more and more, all of a sudden it turns into the, they want stuff. And, and it's, and it's like, you're, you start seeing that your brand is becoming, um, you know, accepted on a, on a high level. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy because Kurt and I have never really taken time to reflect on a lot of this stuff. Uh, we've, every day is, is back at it, you know, right. and, um, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing when you do think back to like at that point in time of my life, being able to have tickets waiting for me and, uh, you know, and Kurt and myself at a Miami heat game when LeBron James is playing there, it's just stuff that's unheard of to the, right. you know, to an average person like myself, that it, it was a, it was just an amazing, amazing time to see that our business was getting respect, yep. you know, that we, we had been working hard for. You bet. Well, and so thinking about that, and before I go to kind of like the next point, I, I, I'm curious about this. Oftentimes, as people are growing their business, sometimes these big events happen, but maybe like the actual cash flow side of things hasn't turned around yet or isn't the game changer yet. Uh, we were talking to someone the other day and they're like, yeah, I was working with three of these huge athletes, but I was actually couch surfing because I couldn't afford rent. And, you know, I'm not saying you guys are in that spot, but, you know, what's some of the misconceptions? Oh, no, we were. We were worse. Okay, okay. I was going to say, no, what are some of the yeah, misconceptions, we were, we were worse. right? There's no, there, no, there's no covering it up. My brother and I, I mean, you don't have money. When you're, yeah. if, you, if you don't come from money and you're in business, yeah. <laughs> you have an uphill battle. I mean, absolutely. there is no, and you got to remember everything that we made and we're making was going right back into our business, not including our RV would break down every 45 <laughs> miles, even though it was a nice diesel pusher RV, everything, but man, it doesn't matter how nice you have something, you're going to have, you know, mechanics bills. And, and when you travel, yeah. stuff happens. So we had, we had many, many times where there was no money, you know, it yeah. was like, Hey, you know, we're going to keep pushing forward. And that's why we would attend these random events that were, whether they were small town or big city, we would attend them because we were like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta sell some stuff some product to make some money to even think about getting us home, you know? So, uh, yeah, anybody that says, you know, like I said, everybody's different. Every story is different, but business is very difficult to, to make it when you don't have money. And Kurt and I always found a way. Yep. I love that. I love that. There's something, I think there is something to be said about having your back up against a wall that forces you to figure it out though. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's good. Um, if, if you wanted the truth, there was probably a thousand times that we should have walked away and quit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there was, it's been the crazy, crazy, the life of PSD, but that's, that's where success is, is, is made. You know, that's where successful stories are created. And, yep. and we always had the same goal of building a successful brand and, you know, changing our generations to come in our family. That has always been the goal. And, and it's great. You're doing it. 14 years. You're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Okay. So, so we got Mike now and we have an entry into the NBA and you guys get the opportunity to start meeting Kevin Durant and, you know, I mean, some of these other big, big name 
big time players. And as you meet Kevin, he loves the brand. Obviously you guys love Kevin and what he's, you know, stands for and what he's going to do in the NBA. And so you strike up a deal or so we think. Yeah. Yeah. No. So we had grown, obviously we had been, we, we had moved to LA. Um, we set up a uh, office and facility out here. Um, and some time had gone by, we've gotten, our product was, was a lot better. We, you know, we started developing things and started getting the more of the structure um, and through, yep, through relationships, with Kevin Durant, you know, we start meeting with him and um, it was, it was great. He's, Kevin is an amazing dude. Um, yeah. I haven't seen him and it's been years now, but uh, the time we did have, it was, it was really cool. It was always genuine so cool. down to earth. You know, after a game, we'd go meet, we, you know, we'd hash it out and talk about stuff. And, and he, he literally uh, was all for it and yeah. his, it seemed like it was a go. Kevin Durant was going to be our biggest name, our biggest sign. Um, and it was going to change the game. And we got everything to the point where the paper was supposedly in the mail, signed contract, signed deal. Um, we had already started developing all his product. And next thing you know, he goes a different way. And that's not, yeah. I, I don't, that wasn't on him personally. I don't think right. it was just a business move at that time for, and that, and you know, that's part of business. Um, yes, it is. It didn't, didn't go through. And it, it sucked personally. It hurt. It was, you know, one of those things where like, wow, you know, you can sit there, you have all these meetings um, and everything seems like it's a go and, and you put all this time into something. And then all of a sudden someone else steps up and the away, away goes all that, you know, that work and, and that energy. But uh, you know, I, that's another thing about us is we always bounce back right back. Like yep. we've stressed on that maybe for two hours. And it was like the next day, it was a clean slate. And, and we end up landing Kyrie Irving yeah. like real soon after. And uh, that was a, a big, big, obviously huge deal for the company. Absolutely. So, well, it, it'll be interesting. Maybe, uh, you know, you can give up some, to some Brooklyn games now that uh, Kyrie and KD are, are teammates and reminisce on some of the PSD uh Otherwise, yeah, yeah, right. no, the K, uh, KD's right. still, we're still cool. KD, yeah. he rocks PSD and we rock with him, you know what I mean? So, like, that is one thing about our company I'd like to say is that we we never hold anything, you know, we didn't hold a grudge. It sucked. It sucked yep. for us. It didn't suck for him, you know right. what I mean? It didn't change <laughs> right. his life any, um, you know, but it, there's nothing, there's absolutely no hard feelings. He uh, is still, still rolls with us, you know, we just didn't yep. launch the signature line. Yep. That's the only thing that changed. So um, yeah. it's all good. It's all love. Absolutely. Well, and so then to your point, we transitioned to Kyrie and uh, you'd like to say that it was just super simple, but if I understand it correctly, you guys still had some other lines you were doing some shirts, some, you know, other merchandise and uh, to get the Kyrie deal done, you had to, <laughs> you had to say, er, we're, we're switching. Yeah, um, and this is the stuff that Kurt handles, which is I'm thankful for. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to dive into these things um, like he does. But um, yeah, it was just, you know, we produce shirts. And when you have an athlete that's under a big company like Nike, <clears throat> they're not going to let you just, uh, you know, right. put out the same stuff as them and expect that their athletes are going to share their, their walking billboards, you know. So yep. we became strictly PSD underwear, like overnight. Yep. It was like, we're going to, no, we're not going to do any more teas, none of that stuff. We're just going to 
run with the the underwear game and, and make the best of it, you know, and, and we did. And it's been, it's been crazy, you know, a crazy climb since. Absolutely. So Which I, actually at the time was, was not fun. Whoops. Sorry about that. It was, uh, my art no longer was being on shirts which was kind of like to me it was a bummer you know because that was that was me ever you know you go to Vegas and I'd see random people walking around with their stuff on it was just such a cool feeling yeah um an accomplishment but uh you know it changed the game now our product was hidden mm-hmm. that's crazy I, I want to dig into that in a minute but I do have a question for you so as the business is growing I think, you know, every business reaches that point where all of a sudden you go from, man, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it to, all right, this is at least a a sustainable business, right? And, you know, it it could turn into a career for us. You know, are there any specific moments that really stand out to you where it's like, that was the moment, you know, where now this is going to be a career. It's not just, we're trying to fulfill, you know, a pipeline dream. Well, the crazy part is, is like from day one of, of, you know, me creating the PSD line um, and Kurt and I, it's been a career job. I mean, I left my job right then and there and I was full time. And I think three months later, Kurt joined me. So it was like, since day one, it's been, this is all we got, you know, and we've, Kurt and I have always found ways to make money throughout our lives. Um, like I said, my grandpa is, he is a big influence on us. He was a car dealer. He owned owned a car dealership. So he taught us how to buy and sell stuff. Um, there was always sideways for us to, to, you know, try to help with making money to put into our business. So, um, that always helped, but no, it's been a career sense. I mean, it literally was, it took up all our time and it was our focus every day since the day that it was created. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love it, man. As far as, as, um, I was gonna say, as far as like turning points when I realized that it was, uh, it was the real deal was when we finally got our structure and our setup in Los Angeles. And it was like, we started to get employees, you know what I mean? Kurt and I were doing everything, um, along with other people, obviously helping the brand. But, um, as far as like physical employees clocking in under our roof, that was when I realized like, this is, this is becoming a legitimate business. You bet. Now, how many athletes do you guys do endorsements with at this point? Or do you have uh, repping your brand? Um, it, oh, it's endless yeah. as far as, can you still hear me, Phil? Yep. You're good. Um, it's, uh, it's, we have such a huge family of, of, athletes now it's it's out of control and i love every minute of it um we have the the new rookie class is always coming up and they're they're part of the they become part of the brand it's it's just a endless thing of of new new family members like we like to call it like welcome to the team you know and and as far as people that support our brand we support them um and uh yeah i couldn't even tell you the entire roster as far as signature lines there's a handful of guys, obviously the Kyrie's, the Jimmy Butler's, um, Trey Young, John oh. Morant's a new new one that Very cool. you know we have. Um, but there's always there's a huge family of of people that organically wear our stuff and and support the support the brand. I love it. Now, for you guys, after you know, I think it was after the Kevin deal, you you started switching the way that you were 
working with athletes and you guys, I mean, maybe weren't the first company to do this, but you started pioneering a different way to do deals with, with athletes that are going to represent your brand. And I mean, what, what all went into that for you guys? Well, for us, um, you know, eventually when Kyrie came on, we reached a point where we could start to open up an equity position, you know, to actually become a partner and yeah. become part of a brand. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we started, um, you know, just using that as far as the, the going forward plan of, of our brand. And then eventually it got to the point where our brand is big enough um, now to where these signature lines matter, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a great thing to have a collection under the PSD roof. And, and, um, you know, we put a lot of hard work and energy behind each collection and the athletes, you know, are, are already there. They've already established themselves, you know, in life, as far as, uh, their careers in, in the sport that they play. So it always helps when, we launched these collections with guys like such as John Morant, Trey Young, like the young guns that have come into the league yeah. um, and are already having great success. Uh, so we just back it up with what we do and, and the deals usually are, are just cut and dry and easy. You know what I mean? Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as you know, PSDs just continue to grow. And once again, I mean, it's, it's a household name now it's a you know, super popular brand. But your passion has always lied the most in the artistic side of things, right? I mean, I'm sure, you're, you know, you, you appreciate everything, right? Like getting to go to the Heat games, like all of that's fun. Uh, but to your, you know, yeah. true love, right? Once again, kind of where we started at, it's always been on the art side. So as Correct. you, as you know, the t-shirts kind of went away and that took a little bit of your artistic abilities out, you know, how did you segue into what's what's now is you know your your new company or your new business that you're additionally working on flights whatever so eventually psd obviously the bigger we got the more of the trends that things start to follow in the fashion world so yeah. eventually <clears throat> the graphic design part of stuff became just you know what it was all about so my actual hand sketch drawings and paintings and stuff started taking a back seat to the design world of our right. brand um so <clears throat> to stay, um, I guess, inspired and able to do what I enjoyed, I created the Flights Whatever uh, brand. And that was the label that I gave my my original art, you know, stuff that I was painting or drawing, um, anything I was inspired by. Um, I started labeling under the Flights Whatever um, mark. So yeah. that just started randomly one day. Uh, I was painting in the office and I decided that it wasn't turning out on the canvas. I walked over and I grabbed a piece of cardboard um, that was sitting in the trash and I painted this uh, Notorious B.I.G. painting on it. And that day, the Flights Whatever thing was born. I absolutely love it. So it, it, I will post a, a link on this to, to this photo. I mean, you have to check out his artwork. It's absolutely amazing. And I saw one you posted the other day of the, the Tracy McGrady. Well, after you and I had spoken on the phone and you, I think you had mentioned the T-Mac, I was like, dude, that's amazing. And that was a while back, right? That was one yeah, second, Phil. I think. No, you're good. You cut out just one second. You there? Yep, I'm here. You hear me? Okay, sorry. Yes, yeah, I, I heard you through the Tracy McGrady uh, T-Mac thing, but I, or I heard the T-Mac yeah. and that was it. So yeah, and I said that, that was... 
that was one of the very first ones that you did, right? I mean, way back when. Oh, so the, the TMAC was my senior project. Yeah, in high yeah. School. But I saw that one. I was like, dude, that's so, amazing. Yeah. And then I see what it is today. It's like, wow. I mean, what a transformation. But you were still really good, even, you know, at that moment in time. The TMAC's like really good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was, it was funny because that was my senior project. I played sports in high school. So the art thing, I did art when nobody was really looking, <laughs> but uh, I took all the art classes in school. So it was kind of weird, you know, <clears throat> the, the art thing. And listen, I'm an, I'm an artist, but I'll say it, art, artists are weird, you know, most of, most of the time. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I really just did art when nobody was looking, but the PMAC was my senior project and uh, yeah, I, I came across it while I was home in New York, um, and I I dragged it out, and you know that thing. It's uh, looking back, it's it's cool because I could still take myself back to when I was painting that. That's so cool. Now, one thing that Ryan self-acclaimed says is he he appreciates. I mean, just about anyone's art, but he doesn't want to model his art after anyone, and he's not necessarily like researching others' art. Uh, he says, you know, I kind of just want to do whatever the hell I want, and fortunately, people think it's really good. So, you know, what is it about just your confidence level that allows you to say, hey, I'm doing what I want, and fortunately, I've now built a brand that people love. You know, the the style that I bring and just the the art that I'm producing. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, you know, it's it's kind of my thing, but I I don't focus on other artists and I don't research art. Um, like I I have mentioned before, it's it's one of those things where people ask me all the time, hey, have you heard of this guy or you heard of this girl or this artist, blah blah blah. And most of the time, no, unless yeah. I've physically seen their work, randomly ran across it, I probably don't know who they are. And there's no nothing you know, nothing more to it than I just don't go out of my way to research because I focus on what I'm doing. Um, yeah. the flights, whatever, the, the, whatever part of it is because I yeah. paint whatever I want, you know, yep. um, I'm capable. I, I was born with a gift and I feel like it, when it comes to art, there's nothing that I can't do. It's, I just choose like the, the paintings and the pieces I want to produce that everything yeah. that I do is my choice. Um, and whether it's very little detail or extreme detail, I, it's how I feel. It's like, if I want to do a really detailed piece, I'm capable of it. Yep. But if I don't, I don't, you know? So yeah. it's just one of those things I've, uh, as I've grown, I've kind of found my way. Absolutely. So two yeah. questions off of that. One is, I mean, are, are your art skills that you're using today with just the different designs and pieces you're creating, are those all self-taught? Did you ever, I mean, seek someone out to learn a little bit or is it just hey trial trial and error and figuring it out 100 percent trial and error um i've it. had you know i did actually start uh <clears throat> excuse me freshman year of college i was going for art and i okay. walked away from it four days and i changed my major because you know i just wasn't that they art you know obviously professors and stuff they try to teach you a certain way and yes. me as an artist I do everything my my own way now granted I have friends that are artists if they have a technique that say hey this will save paint or this will this will do this of course I take yep. all the knowledge in but uh no all my all my art is, is self-taught um I paint with edges of cardboard sometimes I paint with my fingers like finger yep. paint is there's just so much that goes into it. There isn't one style or one way that I do um, what I do. It's like there's 
there's a lot that goes into each one of my paintings. Um, and I enjoy always having it be my way. I mean, yeah. some, some of my paintings, you can see my, my uh, sketch marks and I leave them because I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. Whereas years ago, I might have covered them up. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, there's a lot that goes into each piece of mine. There's a lot of uniqueness. Um, I try to create with, with every one of them, if, whether it takes me an hour to do or just two months to do, you know, so. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, I, I, uh, I took freshman art as well. And let me tell you, the, the things you're producing, that's not how they teach art in, uh, in college, at least at the very basic level. So I'm glad you just do it your way because it's way more badass that way. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Now, there are certain pieces that are not for sale. There are just certain ones that do not have a dollar amount. Well, they do, right? But it would just have to be, you know, a ridiculous right. amount to, uh, to be for sale. And so at this point now, how do you kind of pick when you've created something that you're like, no, I'm going to always want to keep that. And then others that you're, you know, producing to actually, you know, be sold or, or to be given. Yeah, so with my art, um, I've been fortunate enough to have some great success with selling some high-end pieces. Um, and, you know, you get in front of the right people that collect art, and the sky is the limit when it comes to it. So, yes. you know, I have pieces that I won't sell unless the this crazy price tag is put on it. Um, my, the Notorious B.I.G. one, the first painting ever, that would take a lot to ever leave my you know, yeah. to ever, for me to ever sell that, it would take some crazy, ridiculous offers. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's a ton of pieces that I hold and I just pretty much continue and protect the value. Um, and uh, all my clients and, and collectors that have my stuff, um, I don't ever go on, they don't ever go on sale. I don't, I don't do that stuff because why would I take, you know, a great, uh, offer from somebody and then sell something similar for a quarter of the price. I just refuse to do that. So there right. is a lot of paintings that I hold until the right people come around to protect who's bought my stuff. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So I've got three pointed questions for us, or I guess topics I'll say. So the first one is mm -hmm. this idea and it's been just deeply profound in my life. And uh, the phrase is blissful dissatisfaction. Okay. And so it's that idea that most people will never reach their full potential because when they hit a goal, they just stay on a plateau. Okay. Then there's the other group of people, which is what people like you and I more fall into. And that is we're constantly trying to get better and get the next thing and do more that we never take the time to reflect and be happy or satisfied with what we've accomplished because we don't want to get... Yep stuck on a plateau. So it's like, well, I better just keep going. And then I, I won't do that. So for you, you know, how has that impacted, you know, you and Kurt in the business in your life? Um, just, you know, being, being able to say, Hey, we've accomplished a ton of cool stuff because you have, but at the same time, but there's more and we want to accomplish that. So, and you know, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I know Kurt's the same way. Uh, we're, we're never satisfied. Yeah. Um, it's like, it doesn't matter what levels of anything we've ever reached. Like we just, there's always more, there's always a way to better things. Um, and, and we keep pushing forward. It's kind of, it can be annoying at times because, <laughs> you know, like I said, we've never taken a, a time to celebrate anything really. It's like, yeah. you know, 
we'll say, Hey, great, let's go, you know, and it's on to the next thing. Um, yeah. and that's, <clears throat> that goes, I think it's a personality trait. Um, that's the same thing with my art. I'm never satisfied. I have probably over 200 originals right now in the vault that just sit there and most artists would have yard sell them a long time ago. Right. And, you know, and, and me, I could have 10 solo shows and I, I could have them and, and I could have do it all in a year. I could do it over the next 10 years and I still will have art. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's just, uh, it's an always, always trying to move forward, always trying to better things and always trying to grow, um, as, as we all grow older, you know? Absolutely. Love it. Second one. Do you have a favorite book or a book that you've read that, that you just love? Uh, childhood where the wild things are, um, is, is literally one of my pieces that I've done recently. I did okay. a huge cardboard piece that was featured at art Basel in Miami. Um, but it reminds me of my childhood, um, with my, my mom always read that story to me. Uh, my mom's a huge person in my life. Uh, okay. one of the most important people in my life. Um, and that just reminds me, that's just a, a book that just always stuck with me as far as actually reading adult books and, and stuff like that. If I'm reading, I'm not painting. So I don't read much. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm always, if I have downtime, it's creating artwork. So I'm not, I'm not that thorough of a book reader. No, I love it. I love it. That's great. You, you'll have to uh, send me a photo of that big wild things piece. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Perfect. Then the last one is this. What is the top trait that you look for in your close circle? Or, you know, maybe today you're probably not doing much on the hiring side of things like people you bring on the team, but, you know, the top trait that you used to look for when you were doing the hiring or bringing people into the, you know, PSD family. Well, the, the, when we were on the road and like throughout our business, it takes a certain person to be able to hang. Yeah. Um, you can either hang or you can't hang. <laughs> I mean, that's, it comes down to that. Yeah. And we would find out real quick who could hang. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where you got to just show up and be ready to work and be ready for the madness of our brand. Um, there's right. always craziness and there. You can have a set structure and a, a schedule all you want, but just know that it's going to change every single day because we still, even though we have this amazing facility and everything and the structure of the employees, we throw more on the table, even if it's not on the schedule as things, you know, happen. Right. Um, you never know when something big is going to all of a sudden take the place of, a, of an entire year's schedule. It's just, you always got to be ready for things to change quick. And um, we have an amazing, amazing group of employees. Um, some have been with us for years. Some are, are new. Uh, but it's always, uh, it's always a great atmosphere at PSD. Um, we try to build that in, you know, Kurt and I are, are real. We, yes, we own the brand and, and we've all grown with it. Um, but we're still real dudes that understand life and, yeah. you know, everything's happened. So we build a, a really good uh, atmosphere at our company. I love it, man. That's awesome. Well, everybody, it's been a pleasure having Ryan on. I hope you guys got to learn as much uh, from Ryan as what I've learned, just getting to know his story and, uh, you know, all the pivotal moments that have uh, led he and Kurt to where they are. So, Ryan, thanks so much for being on today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Bad man. Wow, what a fascinating story Ryan has from... 
his grandpa giving him the slogan to pant sagging to Stevie Johnson scoring the touchdown and then meeting Mike Miller at a chance opportunity where they decided to drive 22 hours with 24 hours heads up to meet Mike Miller and have him end up becoming a business partner. Ryan, thanks so much for sharing your story. Everyone else, I hope you found some pivotal moments in his life that maybe help you reflect on yours. Please like, share on all the different social media platforms. Thanks so much.